वेलकम बैक टू द बाइक वाले पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर वीकली शो अबाउट टू व्हीलर्स वे वी ट्राई टू टच अपॉन एवरी टॉपिक दैट राइडर्स वुड बी इंटरेस्टेड टू नो अबाउट एंड दिस वीक वी आर डिस्कसिंग हेलमेट्स वन ऑफ द मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट मोटरसाइकिलिंग गियर एंड टू डिस्कस दिस आई एम अकम्पनीड बाई अ स्पेशल गेस्ट दिस वीक ही इज आर एडिटर विक्रांत वेलकम टू द शो विक्रांत Thanks, Anuj, and I must say that uh, you're doing a fabulous job with the podcast. Uh, quite informative, I must say. Ah, uh, thank you so much. Uh, that means a lot. All the motivation I really needed, and uh, I'm happy to tell you, people, uh, that uh, Vikrant has been riding and uh, testing bikes and scooters for over two decades now, and he also keeps trying new helmets. Ah, uh, we continuously keep seeing uh, new helmets in his wardrobe, and I believe. he must have owned and used almost every type of uh, helmet available out there uh, am i right vikrant yeah you are spot on on that one and uh, types uh, on various bikes scooters uh, makes models uh, some for long some for short time but yeah i mean whatever i can find i definitely try okay so before we move on to our today's discussion uh, let me tell you that last week me and soil had a long conversation about uh, preparing for a long ride uh, we talked about uh, how to prepare your motorcycle uh, packaging and mounting your luggage on the bike and a few other essentials to carry uh, so if you are planning to hit the road for multiple days anytime soon uh, do listen to that episode but for now let's talk helmets and uh, l- let's begin with the most basic aspect uh, about helmets that is their types the design and their purpose and i think vikrant would be uh, able to explain that very well okay so uh, you have a huge variety now uh, and uh, each of these helmets have uh, some element uh, you know in their design and uh, the way they've been made to suit that specific kind of riding it doesn't mean that you cannot wear one helmet on some other type of bike or for that sort of riding you can but it's just that uh, each helmet type fits a particular kind of riding better so let's say you take an open face helmet very simple uh, basic uh, it doesn't protect your jaw it doesn't protect your face it just protects your head and that's the sort of helmet that uh, you know you'd want to use let's say on a motorcycle or a scooter if you're going for a grocery run somewhere close by uh, you're not going to do more than 50 60 kilometers per hour so uh, it's it's a reasonably safe pet to keep your uh, head intact then of course uh, you've got uh, full face helmets and there are types you can have something that you want to use on the street to something you want to use on the race track uh, they're designed differently for aeros for safety materials etc comfort liners uh, then you've got uh, modular helmets which are uh, a preferred choice for uh, commuters also and for people who are touring because it allows you to do quite a few things Uh, without needing to remove the helmet every time you know you stop so it's a it's a uh, you always use it uh, closed and it's only when you stop that you take the lid up you essentially don't ride with the lid up so uh, that's how you use a modular helmet then of course you've got the adv or the adventure style helmet which is borrowed uh, or it's a mix between a dirt helmet and a and a touring helmet or a street helmet so it's got the same shape of a dirt helmet uh but it's got a visor in place and uh, compared to a dirt helmet it's heavier it's got uh, more cushioning it's more comfortable in that sense then of course you've got the dirt helmet it looks strange it looks more space age it looks like a stormtrooper helmet the thing is that uh, most street helmets or race helmets your chin 
bar is very close to your chin. It's a very snug fit. And uh, if you were to ride with that on dirt, and dirt is like severe exercise, right? You'd be breathing heavier. You'd be fogging up your uh, uh, visor in front. And it's so close to your chin that in an impact, it would probably hit you more. And you tend to fall more when you're on dirt, right? So this shape essentially allows you to breathe better. better. And uh, I guess it also, there's uh, that bit of uh, space uh, there in case of a severe impact. And of course, you use goggles uh, with the dirt helmet so that uh, the roost from the bike in front, the pebbles, etc., dirt doesn't go into your eyes. Uh, have I missed something? I think uh, these are uh, essentially the kind of helmets which you can get. If I've missed something, you can tell me. No, I think everything uh, is covered essentially. And uh, uh, people must have gotten a fair idea what is their actual. Uh, I mean, what should they actually go for? And uh, Vikrant, I want to add a small bit here about the fastening mechanism. Uh, so uh, there are two types of, uh, you know, straps. Uh, there's double D-ring and there is ratchet. And many people have this idea that double D-ring is uh, the most secure uh, uh, mechanism as compared to ratchet. But uh, from what I believe and from my experience, I can say this, that even ratchets are as uh, safe and as secure as double D-ring. But it all comes down to how, uh, uh, how tight the ratchet fits under your chin. The double D-ring has been designed in such a way that it doesn't uh, get secure unless you tight it uh, properly. But ratchet, just there are uh, two male, female sections. You can just plug them in and uh, you think you're good to go. But uh, there are adjustment straps which you need to pull and uh, tighten them, them up. So I think even ratchets are uh, equally safe, but you should know how good uh, the fitting has to be. I right? agree with you there completely. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think, uh, but I prefer double D rings because uh, ratchet, of course, is uh, very convenient uh, when you want to hook it up and remove it, right? But when you want to adjust it, it's a pain, right? It's it's so difficult to do it with the helmet on. So you remove the helmet, you got to make those adjustments. A double D ring. Uh, works uh, brilliantly. I mean, it's just a matter of getting used to that and then you pull it tight and you shut it and then you've got that red tab you, or tab, you pull it and it comes up easily as well. And uh, if you're prone to, you know, uh, like me, uh, putting on weight, uh, things like that, then ratchet is a big trouble because then suddenly it's tight and it's loose with dealing. You lose weight, you put on weight, your face is chubby, not chubby, whatever it works. So I, I prefer the double D-ring to ratchet any day. Yeah. Yeah, so the main thing uh, about it is that it should be uh, uh, so secure that when you have a fall, it, the helmet doesn't com come off. Because if it comes Correct. off, that destroys the whole purpose of the helmet. Absolutely. Uh, uh, now let's talk about the perfect fit. Many people think if they feel comfortable inside a helmet, that means it is the perfect fit for them. But that's not actually the case. Uh, the helmet should be... Uh, very tight around your face, especially your, uh, your chin area, uh, cheek area. And uh, so there are actually two ways to check it. Firstly, by uh, through a measurement tape. If you are buying it online and uh, the helmet has uh, a sizing chart. So what you can do is uh, measure the circumference of uh, your head. Uh, to be precise, uh, just place the tape around your forehead, just above your eyebrow and uh, measure the largest uh, largest uh, measure of your head and that should be close to what the sizing chart of the, your preferred helmet is. 
but that's about online if the best thing would be if you can go to the shop and you are uh, checking the helmet in flesh so you just put on the helmet and uh, it should be a bit troublesome to put it on and after you have uh, you have it on uh, ask someone to or you can do it yourself the cheek uh, the, the the chin portion uh, yeah the chin bar uh, move it and uh, if your cheeks are also moving with it then that means it is the perfect fit for you if if only the helmet is moving uh, but your face is stable that means it is uh, loose and you should not be wearing that helmet now having a snug helmet uh, the main reason for that is when you have a fall you uh, your helmet strikes on a surface uh, your head shouldn't be uh, having any traveling distance inside the helmet uh, all the impact should be absorbed by the uh, which which actually happens uh, it your shell absorbs the impact but if there is some distance between your head and the helmet internal part your uh, there are more chances that your head will get damaged I think, I, I think yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think fit is extremely important because uh, safety is one aspect, comfort is the other. As uh, I mean, it's uh, if you were to let's say buy a national branded helmet, uh, then you have a lot of options in terms of size. You can buy small, extra small, medium, large, uh, XL, things like that. But most Indian helmets I've seen they play uh, between the medium and the large in the XL space. So. Uh, uh, you have to just live with uh, mediums, even though you might uh, fit a small. So, and also like uh, Anand said, if you're, uh, like you said, I mean, you're, you're measuring and it's, uh, let's say 57, 58 uh, centimeter, which means it should uh, fit a medium. But helmets are also uh, designed differently. You know, the oval that sits on your head might not match your head. So whether you're ordering it online or whether you go to the store, First time you try it on, of course, you see whether it fits you well and you think, yeah, it does. Uh, but it's always a good idea to tell the seller that uh, uh, or you can be there if it's an air-conditioned uh, showroom, etc. Sit there with the helmet on for half an hour because that will then tell you those you know, uh, points where uh, initially it might have felt comfortable, but then it will start hurting you in the head somewhere and then you know that this is not the shape for you. So you need to try a different model. Not necessarily a different size, but a different model that you fit. Also, uh, sometimes what happens that uh, some manufacturers uh, choose the cheek padding differently. So the head fits perfectly, but the cheek is not, or the cheek pad is not uh, thick enough, you know, because you might be thinner or, or uh, you know, case like that. Or uh, So uh, it's always good to uh, get a different uh, cheek pad size. And you can get that now if the shell size is the same, uh, let's say a medium shell size, you can have uh, a medium or large generally use one uh, shell size and then uh, the comfort liner inside the, the head uh, liner and the cheek, uh, they are differently sized for small, for uh, medium and large. And then you can interchange a bit too so that you get a perfect fit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in this COVID situation, ordering online is also fair, but it's best to just check with your seller once that what is the return policy? You know, of course, you don't sweat in it, you don't dirty it. Uh, but because if it doesn't fit you right, eventually, you know, in half an hour, time, then you ride and in half an hour, your head's hurting. What's the point? So that's uh, also something that people can uh, you know, think about. And Vikrant, I think it's best to uh, just go to the store and buy the helmet rather than getting it online because there are so many small things you have to take care of or you have to, you should be examining. Uh, have you ever had a 
uh, experience of buying a helmet online, but you got it wrong and then you had to return it? Yes, I have. Uh, uh, I, uh, you know, constantly keep buying whatever new uh, RE helmets that come out because A, they're affordable, they look nice. And uh, I've had instances where uh, every other helmet that brand that I bought fits, you know, uh, a medium fits me. And when I ordered a medium on the RE helmet, it was a, that uh, trooper helmet. It was so loose that I just couldn't wear it. So, uh, but the unfortunate thing there was that I ordered the customized element so it couldn't go back. But yeah, otherwise you can return it. Uh, and, uh, you know, then you, I called for a small one and the small one fit like a medium does in other brands. So there's always that thing. Like you said, it makes sense to go to the store. Uh, if you're, you know, if it weren't for COVID, of course, we'd recommend that you go to the store always. But Online is also a fairly good option. Some of these brands uh, like Performance Racing Store or Lazy Ass Bikers, uh, they encourage you uh, to try it, wear it uh, without dirtying the helmet and they replace it. You know, so that, that policy is, is there, exchange policy. Right, Vikrant. Um, uh, Vikrant, I want to ask this very important question to you. Uh, there are so many brands available for the buyers these days and people might get confused which one to go for. Uh, so, but are there actually good or bad brands? Would you recommend a specific brand to someone? And uh, another thing is why are some brand ex uh, helmets are so expensive? Like people are shocked when I tell them that uh, if, even I don't uh, yet wear a very expensive helmet. My best helmet cost around eight or nine thousand. But people in our team have 40, 50,000 uh, rupee helmet. I mean, what's, what's the thing about those helmets? Why are they so expensive? Our listeners would surely want to know. Okay, so I think the first thing is that uh, uh, can uh, we buy the best helmet possible? No, because, you know, we can't afford it, right? So if somebody can afford a, a carbon fiber uh, race helmets made by one of the uh, bigger Japanese brands like Shoei or Rai, you know, uh, over a lakh rupees. Of course, that's safer than probably somebody can, who can afford uh, a 4,000 rupee helmet, but it's also the use, right? But the idea is that you need to buy the safest helmet that your pocket allows. And we've got the whole set of ratings, I think you will talk about that later, which is DOT, ECE, Snell, you know, all of that. So brand-wise, no, I don't really uh, have a preference uh, in terms of that this brand is good, this brand is bad. The only preference comes in in the fit. Like I said, you know, how the head shape is. So uh, showies tend to fit me better than Arise, for instance, or uh, the SNK uh, range uh, would uh, fit me better than, uh, let's say, Steelbird, for instance. So that's uh, the sort of difference that there is. But no, I don't really have a preference. Uh, when I look at the helmet, when I try the helmet, I look for what the fit and finish is, what the comfort liner is like, what sort of uh, modularity I have in terms of, can I remove just the cheek patch? Can I also remove the neck roll? Can I remove the head, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, liner? Because that allows me to wash it, keep it clean, uh, things like that. And it's not like uh, the more expensive arise and all that, uh, or they have all this modularity. No, some of the entry-level uh, RIs don't have that. So you have to live with that headline and you can't really clean it. You just have a cheek pads that you can clean. So these are the things. So no, I don't have a real preference for brand in terms of safety. But yes, I have a preference of brand in terms of fit and uh, what I need from the helmet in terms of modularity and comfort. 
Right. And I'm, uh, our question, another was uh, that why are some helmets so expensive? I mean, ah, uh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. So I, I, I think uh, there are two uh, things to it. A, it is the material that's being used and not just for the shell outside, but the sort of EPS uh, that's being used, then the comfort liner and everything from the strap to the material of the buckle, all of that, right? And of course, you're spending money on R&D in designing a particular helmet. You want helmets to be quiet, you want helmets to be safe, you want them to be aerodynamically, as aerodynamic as possible so that you don't get the buffeting of the head when you're riding faster. So it all amounts to all of that. So you're paying for quality, you're paying for premiumness, you're paying for safety, you're paying for R&D and materials, you know? So that's, that's the big difference. So if I were to buy a 1,550 helmet and I would place it next to a 50,000 rupee helmet, they're both street helmets, they're both full-face helmets, but you can tell the difference. You can literally tell the difference in the outside uh, shell thing. You can tell the difference in the weights. You can tell the difference in how they fit, you know? So these are the things. So uh, maybe it won't make a difference if you crash at 40 kilometers per hour, 60 kilometers per hour, but it would make a difference if you were to crash 120 kilometers per hour, for instance. You know? so, so you're paying for that. You're paying for how you're investing, like insurance policy, right? You're investing in what can I do? How much can I push my limit uh, when I'm riding with a particular helmet? At least that's how I see it. So if I were to wear like a 4,000 rupee helmet, I'll be very careful about where I ride, how I ride, uh, what speed I ride it. When I wear my Arai or Shoei, then I'm, uh, I'm willing to explore uh, speeds or, or you know explore the capability of a motorcycle a little faster. So on a race track, for instance, I wouldn't want to wear a 4,000 rupee or 3,000 rupee helmet. I would want to spend a little more and get something more expensive because I'm subjecting myself to great amount of risk, right? Riding on a racetrack because I'm pushing my limits and pushing the limits of the bike, the tires, etc. So that is the difference between an expensive helmet and uh, a more affordable helmet. But like I said earlier, you should buy the best, most safe helmet for the price that you can afford. You and I can't afford a MotoGP helmet today, but it's safer than, let's say, the uh, Arise showies that we wear. But, you know, that's, that's how I would say it. I think uh, that uh, clears most people's doubt about why some helmets are so expensive. I have seen people who, get, who buy, like, super bikes. They can afford that, but they can also afford a very premium, expensive helmet. But there's this uh, lack of importance they give to safety gear. And which is why they just go on and buy a cheap helmet, which, which no one should be doing at all. And uh, so Vikrant uh, said a thing about different safety standards. And that's what I uh, would uh, want to before bef now. Before yeah. we move there, I just want to, uh, I mean, you brought a very, very valid point up that uh, people would spend 12, 15, 18 lakhs on a really fast, really scary motorcycle, right? <laughs> but they wouldn't spend another 50,000 to get a helmet that will save them when they actually ride the bike the way it's meant to be. You buy a really cheap helmet, that cheap helmet doesn't fit your ride, you go, you know, even at 120 kilometers per hour and that helmet is coming into your face instead of holding it, you have very poor visibility, you can't hear anything and you're subjecting yourself to so much danger, right? And the reason why we do that is because I think as a culture or, or as a, a society, we've grown up thinking that we are invincible. You know, <laughs> that, jo hoga so ho jayega, 
देख लेंगे उसके साथ हुआ है मेरे साथ थोड़ा होगा यू नो सो अगर मैं हेलमेट पहनूंगा तो मुझे कौन देखेगा सो वाई शुड आई इन्वेस्ट इन हेलमेट हेलमेट मुझे क्योंकि पुलिस से बचना इसलिए But like what you said, yeah. But I think that's fast changing, and that's good news. Yeah. Now, now to the safety rating, most important. Yeah. So um, as Ikran said, none of us are immortal, so helmets are very important. And um, moving on uh, to different safety standards, uh, some people have this doubt that uh, maybe DOT certified helmets are better, Snell are is better, or ECE certified helmets are better. Um, so let me just cover quickly the most globally uh, commonly seen uh, helmet certifications on helmets uh, first one would be uh, dot dot certified which is department of transportation and it is a standard followed in the us then there is a european standard ece economic commission of europe which uh, works in more than 50 countries in the, in europe and so these are uh, us and uh, european government uh, organizations but if there is snell uh, snell memorial foundation which is a private non profit organization so uh, which is not handled by any government uh, then there is uh, this fairly new uh, way of testing helmets or uh, testing body that is sharp uh, it's a standard employed in the uk and since ece is already there in the europe sharp uh, organization only test those helmets which have already been certified by ece uh then there is fim as well uh which is mainly for motor sports uh when you are to uh, use a helmet in motor sports it has to be uh, fim certified then india's uh, certification uh, is fim yeah anuj fim is also now you can buy the helmets certified by fim on the road for the road use and those are by far i think uh, that's what that's the gold standard really but yeah you can now buy fim helmets for the road yeah right and um and there is bis uh, bureau of indian standards which issues isi certification now uh, if someone asked me which is the best standard i would say that uh, there is no best or worst standards there are different ways they test uh, helmets they have their well some uh, tests are common like uh, helmet retention test uh, wherein they uh, drop the helmets from uh, different heights on a uh, on different shaped anvils uh, and that you know shows how good the retention is there is field of vision there is penetration resistance where they penetrate a very sharp object uh, into the helmet shell uh, now uh, these are common test which uh, most of the certification uh, organizations do dot does that but ec they do some additional testing like uh, optical uh, quality of face shield or shells rigidity but but you can't say that dot is uh, not as as good as ec because although ec does more amount of test uh, from what i've uh, learned from my research is that dot does them more thoroughly i mean if they are dropping a helmet from a certain height they will uh, go on increasing the height and do it from different levels and uh, but yeah obviously uh, uh, certification bodies like snell and sharp they go even more comprehensive while testing helmets because 
there is no set standard i mean there are there are set standards but they can push the envelope further for uh, like they they can add certain uh, tests like for stability and the removability of the helmet uh, how easy or how safe it would be to remove the helmet when the rider has crashed and he is uh, he has some body part uh, or uh, the face facial area damaged it's actually an arguable point as to which standard is good or bad so uh, i think even if you buy a dot certified or ec certified snell certified the kind of protection you will get depends on uh, what kind of crash you are having now that might sound a bit absurd but uh, so different tests are conducted and certain amount of tests are done for certain amount uh, uh, different uh, type of crashes so so to give you a very simple example like in penet- penetration test a hard shell uh, would be very uh, easily able to resist that penetration but a shell that has flex uh, wouldn't but the flexible shell would be able to save you better when the, it strikes some hard object whereas a hard shell which doesn't have any flex it might not be able to protect as, as good as a you know flexible uh, shell so that's what um, yeah, because yeah the, one of the reasons that uh, happens is because uh, flex absorbs energy of impact uh, which a hard thing won't hard would just crack because it's not really absorbing that energy of impact flex does and so it prevents uh, it dissipates some of that energy so less energy impact energy uh, goes to the eps and then to your head so makes for a safer option yeah right that was a very uh, technical explanation to that and uh, thank you vikrant for that and um, yeah and i would also um, mention the bis uh, indian standard here and uh, it's it's not that many people think that indian standards are not as good as uh, the international standards but the fact is if you see the list of tests that is done under bis it is exactly or almost the same as eca european certification so it all depends on have your helmet really gone through a certification uh if it has even if it's indian standard uh, certified helmet then it is as good nearly as good as a uh, international certified uh, helmet um now coming to our the last section of this uh, podcast uh, the new helmet law in india there has been a lot of discussion about this on internet and in person people talk about it like now isi helmets are banned their sale their use and their uh, manufacturing is banned so what about the imported and premium helmets which uh, people think are much more safer than the indian standard helmets so let me clear the air here by rule a helmet that hasn't gone through tests conducted under B, uh, indian bis standards and don't have is 4151 certification they are illegal in india to be very clear even if illegal in which you mean uh, not selling or can i wear them or how is how are they illegal because i have already got a helmet which is not isi so yeah. what happens to me yeah uh, the cops are uh, they can fine you if you are wearing an imported helmet uh, because there is a reason to this now uh, we tend to order uh, helmets from uh, international markets if someone one of our closed ones is going abroad and it comes to india we thinking that indian government thinks that if you are getting it from the outside what's the guarantee that it is a, a genuine helmet it has gone through all the tests that are done internationally so that's why government has made this rule even if you are 
uh, wearing a, even if you're getting a helmet uh, from the international market, which has gone through every test, they want to be sure that uh, it is the safest thing you are buying by doing their own test. Now, from uh, June this year, uh, the manufacturing, selling, manufacturing and selling of international standard helmets, uh, which don't have ISI certification, have been banned. Uh, but certain uh, brands are there like LS2, MT, KYT. They have already started getting dual certification, like uh, uh, one from their own uh, country of origin and one in India. Certain brands are yet to do that and legally they should. Now, what about, uh, are you doing the right thing by wearing an imported helmet that is uh, not certified by ISI? So I was having, uh, I met with the, my area's regional transport officer and asked him, that I have this imported helmet, although it is safe, uh, the cops are allowed to find me. So what he said is uh, that there's, a, there's an understanding in cops as well that they know uh, that what kind of helmet is substandard and what, what is the thing that will actually protect you. And actually, personally, I have never been fined uh, for wearing uh, an imported helmet which uh, has, doesn't have an ISI certification. Vikrant, have you ever uh, got fined? No, but the thing is, it's never been this serious, right? Um, yeah. This whole thing about, uh, we've, we've had, uh, there's been talk on and off about uh, ISI, you have to have ISI, and, and, I, and I completely get the point, right? I mean, you need a country certification, and if, if a manufacturer is serious about selling something here, uh, like our cars or, you know, uh, bikes that are uh, sold here, CBUs, some of them uh, under uh, whatever, 800cc, they need to be homologated. So, that's that's basic, right? It's 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 true. But uh, no, it's not happened, and I hope it doesn't happen. Like you said, I think it's a very positive note that uh, our uh, cops or, or the police understand that uh, there are some uh, helmets that are really cheap helmets, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks that are made. They don't need anything. They are the ones that they need to stop, not the ones that where people are actually investing more because they. Uh, probably value their lives more or understand how it works and they want to wear something that's safer than what's available or what's certified in India and they won't uh, fine you for that. I think that's a wonderful thing. If, if, if that's actually true, then hats off to the cops and the police that they have that understanding and that's, that's the sort of understanding we need, right? Because uh, as the bikes get bigger, you need helmets that suit those motorcycles, which unfortunately are not being manufactured by uh, the Indian helmet makers yet because really, you know, the demand is so little. Uh, we've got more commuter motorcycles, more 150, more 200. So that's the sort of thing. And, and just going back to uh, some of the, uh, you mentioned about uh, helmets having dual certification. Uh, there are some other brands too. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned SMK, uh, Studs, Steelbird. These guys too are offering dual certification that's uh, including uh, some of those uh, helmets which they are sold as RE helmets, rebranded as RE. So you've got uh, these helmets come with uh, ISI and DOT or ISI and PCE. So uh, we, there's a whole range of Indian manufacturers that are uh, offering this dual certification, I guess, in one way to uh, bring confidence into riders that, uh, yes, it is an India-made helmet, it's got ISI, but it's also ECE certified. So, you know, not much to worry there. So I think that's, that's a good thing. That's absolutely true. Uh, and uh, so just like every country, it's mandatory to wear a helmet in India as well. But uh, as we know, um, the law is there, but the enforcement is pretty poor. 
but our safety is in our hands people tend to neglect the risks that come with riding bikes uh, or scooters ironically when riders do wear helmets some of them opt uh, for the cheapest or substandard ones so this is an appeal from us that do not consider helmets as uh, just a source to get away from the penalty it's actually a safety gear which will save your life in an accident and uh, head is one of the most crucial and sensitive part of our body preserve it that's it uh and now we are approaching the end of our episode before i do that uh, i want to say thank you to vikrant for joining us uh, it was great Thanks, having Arush. this conversation with you yeah same here and i i just like to end end by saying that uh, uh, of course the ideal thing is to have all the gear on all the time and invest in all of that but the first thing that you need to invest after you buy a bike or a scooter is a helmet and i am not um and you might you know uh, look down on me upon it but i don't do all the gear all the time unfortunately so if i'm going to fetch my eggs or or bread to a local grocer 500 uh, meters down the road and i take my scooter i'm not wearing my riding pants riding jacket uh, gloves helmet etc but i always put on the helmet right and that's where like i said the open face helmet so no matter where you go what you do i think keep the helmet on uh even if you're uh, not following the all the gear all the time uh, philosophy but keep the helmet on and not just you know i see a cop and wear it i've heard stories about people trying you know keeping the mm-hmm. helmet on the mirror and then they see a cop and they wear it and sometimes they don't wear it properly and they're crashing and you know so it's funny but it's scary too so yeah just i mean it's the best investment you will make when it comes to riding buy a good quality helmet and wear it every time you get on the bike absolutely yeah. that's uh, 100% correct even i do it so i uh, request everyone to do that and uh, that's about it for this week people uh, we hope this will uh, encourage you to to take the safety aspect more seriously and thank you for listening to us we'll be back next week with a, with some uh, fresh new content for all you people meanwhile do write in to us on podcast at bikewale.com follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and uh, there is also a lot of uh, interesting video content uh, reviews and some information about new uh, launches go check it out watch those videos subscribe to our channel like and share the videos uh, see you next week thank you thank you everybody thank you anuj